if you can. Praise God forever. Well, you'll probably be hearing some real good news tomorrow night because from what the Holy Ghost has said and what he's doing, I imagine the meeting will probably go on all next week. Because you know how Bob is. If the Spirit of God wants you to know, he'll just go with it. And he's the boss around here, so I've already told him that I'll do whatever the Spirit of God wants me to do. Whatever God wants, that's what I want. I don't want something else besides what the Lord wants. Now, last night I began to... Uh, I may wind up tonight at the end of my session explaining to you and teaching you what happened because a lot of people wants to know what happened. After I walked in the room, <laughs> and my daughter sitting there with 40-some growths on her, <laughs> saying, what's wrong with you, Daddy? <laughs> so when I, I let them know I just got back from heaven, you went wild last night. <laughs> you swept yourself into heaven. Well, what does that mean? That means to get in God's holy presence. When God manifests himself to you, that's exactly the same spirit and the same atmosphere and the same presence there is in heaven. Only in heaven it's that way all the time. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I got to go to heaven one time about 18 years ago. I've only been to heaven, been to heaven once, but I only, I mean, I've been to heaven twice, but I only got to see heaven once. I didn't get to see very much of it that time. I, I really... I really like to hear the people talk about heaven that's got to go there and, and stay there for quite a long time and go around. I didn't get to see Jesus. I didn't get to see anything except where the little children live that's died young. There is a section in heaven where all the little children that's died young, where God has a section in heaven that they live. And they don't have mansions. They have rooms that they live in. But it's a beautiful building they live in. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And the rooms are beautiful. So I got to go in, look at their rooms, and walk outside, and uh, look at the grass, and look at the flowers, and walk around the house. That was about 18 years ago. And then about, oh, I guess about uh, maybe 14 years ago, then I received a vision coming off of my mission grounds down in Florida. I received a vision of little children needing help for about 30 minutes in my car. The Spirit of the Lord came up on me. And the Lord didn't bother me with it again for, oh, two or three years. And then I was speaking in Springfield, Missouri at a convention. And uh, I, uh, all I saw was little children reaching up to me that needed help. And that's about 14 years after God let me go to heaven and see where the little children live that died young. If you have a little baby or a little child that's dead, that's passed on, you don't want to bring it back. If you can see where it lived in heaven, you wouldn't want to bring it back. And I was mostly impressed. Of course, if I'd have seen Jesus, I'm sure I'd have been most impressed with him. But I didn't see him at that time. I only saw the little children where the little children live. And the most, the thing that impressed me about heaven more than anything that I saw was the air in heaven. 
Every time you breathe, it feels like it goes down to the bottom of your feet and it's, it's got a spiritual sensation to it, just like you feel when God's presence is all over you. You breathe that down to the bottom of your feet every time you breathe. I tell you, every breath in heaven is so thrilling that you cannot wait from one breath to the next one. Glory to God. It'll be wonderful to get to heaven just to breathe. I tell you, God's presence is clean and wonderful and full of joy. Another thing that impressed me about heaven was the grass. It's about five times as green as yours. And the flowers, about ten times as beautiful as yours, and they never die. And the apples don't have any worms. <laughs> Nothing in heaven ever decays. This little boy that, little teeny boy that went to heaven when he was about seven or eight years old, he said everything he got startled at it would shock him when he saw it. It shocked him. He said Jesus would always laugh at him because Jesus lives there all the time. He said, when me and Jesus went swimming, he said, Jesus ducked me in the water and laughed at me. He said, he's always laughing. You know, I see something and, and I reach over and get an apple to eat it and, then, and all of a sudden, another apple comes there. And you laugh, you know. <laughs> you act startled, you know. And it tickles the Lord. He just laughs, you know, because, see, great things that he enjoys all the time, and you and me only get them every once in a while. It's so startles you. But don't startle him. He lives... He walks in the streets of gold all the time. Diamond or pearl doorknobs all the time. Mansions all the time. He don't think any other way except success. For you. He lives in the heights of wealth all the time. People ought to go to every city in America and put on prosperity seminars. So you could teach people what's rightfully theirs and healing seminars. So you could know that you, you could be, have health and not be sick. God hates sickness. In 3 John, the second verse, God says, Above all things, I want you to be rich, wealthy, and be in health and don't be sick. Of course, if you don't believe the New Testament, you have a problem with that. But if you believe the New Testament, you shouldn't have no problem with it. What God says, that's what God means. Third John, the second verse, he says, Above all things! But of course, we come along and put it down the bottom. And when you put wealth and success and health on the bottom, then you stay broke and sick. Because you have no respect for it. 
have to have respect for Third John in order for it to work for you. If you don't have respect for the book of Mark, it'll just pass you on by. It won't work for you. You have to show God that you've got respect for everything he has in the Bible. You have to show God that you believe in speaking in a heavenly language. Show God you believe in speaking in tongues, and he'll give you the heavenly language. And oh, how beautiful it is. Blessed be God forever. But you have to show God you have respect for it. You shove it off of your shoulder and speak about it nonchalant because you've never been taught in the past. Always remember, God don't go by the way you was raised in your past. God goes by the Bible, not by the way you was raised. God says, if you don't believe me, you was raised in a bunch of dumb idols. And God don't want you to believe in dumb idols. He wants you to believe in him. That said, be the name of the Lord. Believe him. He lives in the heights of wealth all the time. And when you get born again by the Spirit of God and let the Spirit of God come in your body and live, and you begin to stand in faith boldly and claim what's rightfully yours, you begin to enter in of living in royalty. You can't live in royalty in this world, even though you may accumulate some worldly goods. You may go to the University of Texas and get a degree. You may go on to Harvard and get another degree. But you're not going to live in wealth in this world and have the royal feeling of God to flow through you unless you accept Jesus as your personal Savior. You have to have the working of the Spirit of God on the inside of your body. The working of the Spirit of God, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Lives inside of you all the time. And that person that lives inside of you, he knows exactly how to do everything. Amen. You and me only know in part. That's the reason the gifts of the Holy Spirit are so important to you and me because that way we can get the things of God that the answers to all the world's problems. If you need knowledge, there's a gift of knowledge. God will give it to you. If you need health, need to be healed, there's a gift of healing that God will give to you. And God's healing power drives out diseases. It attacks cancer and drives it out and demolishes it in Jesus' name. You just have to confess faith. Faith is dead without action. Faith must have action and it must have confession. If you don't have action to your faith and confession to your faith, it's, uh, are you listening closely? It's not faith. And Jesus said in Hebrews 11, 6, without faith it's impossible for you to please me. No man can please God without faith. That is, believe God's promises in the New Testament before you ever receive them and believe them to the point that you thank Him for them in advance. Amen. You want to know what faith is? Most people teach us faith, don't even have any idea what it is. I hear a lot of people teach faith. Then I go to lunch with them. Yeah, go to lunch with them. And they start talking to you about, I'm having a hard time paying my bills. I'm having a hard time doing this and doing that, you know. And 
Well, we've been praying. My wife can't get healed and, and praying this. <laughs> they wouldn't know what faith was if I met it in the middle of the street with a neon sign. You can preach a faith from the New Testament out of the book of Hebrews behind the pulpit, but if you don't walk in it when you leave the pulpit, if you don't walk in it, it's not going to work for you. I can tell you that now. It's not going to work for you. The fellow last night that needed two new kidneys, and I made him walk up and down through here, walk up and down and walk back, walk up and down and walk back. As soon as I came off the platform, he walked a couple of times and he was going to stop again. No, you ain't going to stop. If you stop, you die. Faith that stops is dead. Faith has to have action and has to have confession. But if you'll walk the floor and keep on and 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 on all the time, and he thanks the Lord because Jesus is his healer. He thanks the Lord for new kidneys. Jesus, you're giving me new kidneys now. New kidneys. My kidneys are strong now in Jesus' name. Lord, you're giving me new kidneys now. Lord, you're giving me new kidneys now. And walk to and fro in your living room every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. And if it's a kidney, if you have a bad kidney, then attack that a kidney. That kidney. Attack a bad kidney with the gospel. Did you ever attack something of the devil with the gospel? The gospel is stronger than the works of hell. And everything that's wrong with you that's not successful, uh, listen closely now. If you don't, you won't get it. You'll still live in the same state you came in here with. Everything about your whole life that's not living in success is the devil. Everything. In heaven, there is no flaws for the life God has prepared for you in heaven. And when you get born again by the Spirit of God, your name is written in heaven. Whatever heaven has right now, you have a right to it. Because if you've been born again by the, by the blood of the Lamb, your name is written there, and you have a right to enjoy what heaven has now. Amen. And it's all in there, my brother and sister. It's all in there. You ever read it? It's all in there. From Matthew through Revelation, it's all in there. There is nothing wrong with you that's, your answer is not in here. It's all in here. God hadn't left your part out. The weakness that you have or the unsuccessful situation that you may be into, it's all in here. You can get it from God. All you have to do is dig it out for yourself. Act like it's yours. Just act like you've got good sense. If you'll act like you've got good sense, you'll have good sense. Act like you've got heaven sense, and heaven will come to your living room. Act like you've got good health, and talk like you've got good health, and remind God of what he has said. Where? Anywhere. Just pick one. Or it's all through there. Just pick one. Act like it and talk like it, and God will give it to you. You, you, you say, well, I don't feel anything. You don't have to feel anything. Say what you mean. Confess what you mean. Have scripture for your confession. And you'll go to bed some night and wake up the next morning with uh, a new leg if you needed one. 
or a new liver if you needed one, or new kidneys if you needed one, but spend quality time. Show God you have quality faith. If you have quality faith, God gives you quality manifestations. If you have a squirrely faith, he just loves you. <laughs> Every man has to wallow around in his own faith. Unless you have a Hebrews kind of faith, it'll be wallowing too, I can tell you that. And you'll be wallowing next time I see you. You better study the book of Hebrews and see what it says faith is. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is not seen. Faith is not heard. You can't receive something just because you're here. You receive faith because you're here. But God has to hear you. Your voice of faith needs to go up to God. Faith is not seen. Your faith is the substance. It is the substance. Your faith is your substance. And always remember this about you and God. Your faith is not my substance. Honey, it doesn't make a difference to me what you receive from God. I can get it myself if I know how. It don't make any difference if God ever healed a crippled person in your town or not. Uh, if you'll zero in on him, uh, he'll pass over your whole city just to get to your house. If you'll lift your face up to heaven and you'll believe it yourself, uh, he stops where he hears faith. He manifests himself because it comes up into heaven. Heaven, my brother and sister, the throne of God is the headquarters office. And your faith and your prayers has to be approved of. That's the reason many Christians that you know that's died many years before their time and you thought because they lived a Christian life that God ought to heal them. Well, it must be God's will for somebody to die before their time or die with cancer because now sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so is a good Christian has been coming to church for years. Now the kind of life they lived, I believe that they could get it from God if anybody could. You only got one problem. You're as stupid as they are. You're just dumb, that's all. You can't judge God. It's not fair for you to judge God by what happened to Sister Smith. I don't care if she went to church four times on Sunday all of her life. You can't judge God. You don't have a right, my brother and sister, to judge God in anything. When you as a human being start judging God, you're in trouble with God already. And you better stop that stuff. You judge God by his word. You accept his word. His word. Not what happens to some human being. No, no, no. Why don't you be like me? And why don't you pray? If you don't know something about a situation, then pray until God talks to you. That's what I did. I considered my mother as good a Christian as it was in the Baptist church. And she loved the Lord with all of her heart. She won sinners to God all the time. All the time, she won sinners to the Lord, worked for God all the time. And a prayer warrior like I never heard in my life, she'd pray for hours. 
She would shout out, out in the cornfield. She would shout in the living room. She would shout at church. She would shout anywhere. It don't make no difference. And she would pray sometimes for an hour out in the hot sun. God's power would come up on her. She would shout through the cornfield. She said, one of these old-fashioned Baptist women. I tell you, when these old-fashioned praying Baptist women carry you around for nine months and you're ruined forever. You can't get away from anything. You might as well give up. And I got news for you, thousands of you. If your mother is praying for you and your grandmother is praying for you and they're old-time prayer warriors, let me help you save a lot of time and heartaches and, <laughs> and money. Give up, you flaky thing, and go fall on your face. Because you don't have any choice. And you're just going to spend thousands of dollars and by the time you get there you'll have a lot of scars. So if you know that they are praying for you and they're old time prayer warriors, you might as just well go fall on your face in the church and just say, God, here I am. Because you got on Saturday night, you know, with a blonde one Saturday night and a brunette the next Saturday night and your grandmother's home praying and praying, God, don't let him have a good time. But your Saturday nights are ruined forever. You can't have a good time with somebody praying at home, praying in the Holy Ghost, asking God to limit. Well, I mean, you'll, you'll have a blowout. Everything will happen to you. And you won't know why. Why? 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 Everything. Nothing's going right. Nothing's going right. Nothing's going right. No, whatever go right. Just give up. Flaco, give up. Just give up and give yourself to God totally. Amen. My daughter was like that one time. She just would not give up. Just would not give up. I just kept on ruthlessly, just like I was wild. God sent an angel into her room one morning, about as big as two men, about five o'clock in the morning, and scared all the dope devils out of her. If God chooses to send an angel to your child as big as two men, and just came from heaven, he don't have to preach. <laughs> he don't have to sing any songs. He don't have to have an hour of doing things, you know, before the preaching. He don't need nothing. When you're as big as two men and you just came from heaven, all you have to do is, if God chooses to put meat on an angel and has it appear to you, all you have to do is just appear to you and stand there and look at you. Your brain will get so scared, your mind will flutter like a duck in a pond. You'll get so scared that you, I mean, you just tremble. Every time in the Bible, angels appear to people, they get scared. I never saw a human being as scared as my daughter was. She was scared. I'm telling you, I had to grab her and shake her and shake her and shake her. She couldn't even talk to me. She was so scared. Thank God she hadn't been on dope since. Glory to God. <laughs> she liked to draw me nuts. You love them little children so much, you know. You just love them so much. You love them so much. 
And when they get like that, you know, following the devil, you know, and you can't do anything about it. So you just, you just might as well turn them over to God. Just turn them over to God and pray in the Holy Ghost and walk and pray and pray they don't have a good time. Just keep on praying, keep on praying. Pray, keep on praying, pray they don't have a good time. Just keep on and on and on and on and on. Keep on praying. God will send laborers across their path. God sent Kenneth Hagin across my daughter's path. He sent Lester Summerall across my daughter's path. And they come to my house and hold meetings and talk to her, you know. And we'd talk to her, you know. And she never would change. But when God sent an angel into her room about five o'clock one morning, uh, <laughs> uh, glory to God. I tell you, God is not limited to human beings if you pray enough. He'll get the hounds of heaven after you. God has angels, you know. They don't preach the gospel, but he can have an angel to appear if he wants to. That's the reason God, children's been seeing angels in these services. God can do anything he wants to do. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Be free from the devil's power. Just be free. I was in North Miami, Florida last week at Stan Moore's church. Him and his precious wife and three sons, four sons, are at that church. And the daughter-in-law's at that church. And they're sweet girls and they don't rebel. It's like a family thing. And I was so pleased to hear, so pleased to hear that some precious Jewish people came to the church last night and gave their life to God and somebody blind got their eyes open. God loves everybody, but God says, if you bless the Jews, I'll bless you. I tell you, God loves Jewish people. Well, he loves everybody, but I mean, he especially loves them. This is like his own family. I mean, after all, Jesus was a Jew, you know. Blessed be God forever. And I know when I went to Jerusalem, and God told me what to speak on. The first day and the second day, he told me to speak on faith and healing. Then when the fellow, when the fellow in, got a heal of the twisted leg in Jerusalem, the second day I taught the Bible there, I've always had a longing to go back and hold a prophecy seminar or and a healing seminar. I want to go back and hold a prophecy seminar, but now I'm going to make it a prophecy and a healing seminar, a crusade together. I said, be God forever. Because those precious Jewish people, when they saw that that man's twisted leg stretched out, uh, I get on the bus sometimes, you know, the different times of the meeting, and go down to see Bethlehem with the bus tour, and go down to see this and with the bus tour, and, and we'll have the same thing between our crusade meetings. We'll have buses to take you out and see different sites, you know, and explain it to you, and so forth. And uh, I know, but when I did that, and the fellow got healed, uh, <laughs> when my bus would pull up, and I'd step off, uh, there'd be sometimes Jews there with cripples and all kind of people that need to be healed, come over, come over, <laughs> like so desperate. Jewish men love their sons. If they have a crippled son, uh, the only thing they know that uh, where you spoke, a cripple got healed. And they'll grab you by the coat 
You get off the bus and they grab you with a coat and do like this. Pray, 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 pray. You look over there and there's a cripple sitting there. That was embedded in my mind, in my spirit. And I've never been back since that time. But I'm going back this time. And I'm going back to hold my own crusade. Glory to God. In old Jerusalem, blessed be the name of the Lord. And I'm going to have a prophecy seminar in it, a healing crusade. And I'm going to be leaving November the 4th in New York City. And I've got it just about as cheap as I can get it. It's $1,495. Round trip from New York City. Nine days, hotel bill, three meals a day, and so forth. If you have a pen, you take this number down. If you don't go bring the sick, sick Jews into the crusade, I'd like for workers to go, workers to go, and help bring the sick Jews in. Sick Jews into the ballroom. We're going to pray for the sick and lay hands upon them in Jesus' name. Marty's supposed to have her baby sometime in October, but uh, I won't, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to get Bob to go with me. I want to book him as a speaker with me. And uh, I give good honorariums, too. <laughs> if Bob goes with me, I'll treat him right. Because I like what God's done for him. I like his faith. I can see him now picking Jews up out of the wheelchair. Well, when you show God action, God's power flows. I had Bob to come over to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I have a Bible school convention there twice a year. And uh, I think that one, that, one next, that one starts May the 19th, I believe it is, the holiday in Gatlinburg with Shambach's going to help me, but uh, I believe it's May the 19th. But I had Bob come over one year and speak for me. Kenneth and Gloria Copeland spoke for me the last time I was over there a few months ago. But I tell you, when Bob came over there and spoke at that convention in Gatlinburg, he had a healing meeting one night for backs, and I'm telling you what's the truth. I saw God heal so many people's back. I never saw God heal so many backs in my life. I saw people couldn't even bend over, just barely could walk, just taking little steps and everything else. And Bob would grab them, pray for them, shake them, do everything. And when he got through, they'd be dancing all over everywhere. <laughs> Weeping, crying, Weeping, crying, the anointing of God all over him, and they'd be dancing, healed. I believe he could get, I believe he could get a camel's back healed. <laughs> I tell you, God's given him a special anointing. Now, if you have your pen, you might want to just jot this down real quick. It's 214. That's right here in Dallas. Uh, 350. 2661. Call that number if you want to go. I'd like for workers to go and bring sick people in. Go out into Jerusalem and bring the sick people in. I want to have a healing crusade in old Jerusalem. Blessed be God forever. And I want to put on my own. 
When I put it on my own, I can get God to do good things. But of course, Bob gives me total freedom here. Just follow the Spirit of God. The number is 214-350-2661. Now, if you're interested in blessing Jerusalem and want to help me with bring sick Jews into a healing crusade and see what God will do in Jerusalem, then just make arrangements. Uh, we leave November the 4th. If you call that number, they're taking care of it. I'm not taking care of anything. They're just taking care of it. So if you call that number, you can go with us. I said, be God forever. I don't know where we'll be staying, but they do. But I tell you, God loves the Jewish people. Now then, the people, it's, it's Stan Moore's church. The Jewish people, listen to this tonight. They begin to tell people to, to come, their Jewish friends, to come and to come. A blind man got his eyes open. To come, to come, to come. Well, that's the way you ought to do. I tell you, Jewish people are something else. They stick together. They own the country. Because they'll work. You know, Jewish people are not lazy. Brother, they work. They're the best business people. I, I've been doing business with Jewish people for years. And they have sharp minds. I mean, they strictly have sharp minds. And once you ever show them something that is true, and this is the way it is, and they see God do something, man, you might as well look out. I mean, they'll help you. God says, if you bless Jerusalem, I'll bless you. But he'll bless you if you bless anybody. And I'd like for people to make up their minds right now to begin to bring people in that sick all next week to the meeting every night. Just make it, bring them in, bring them in. And if you can't find a satellite church out there in the field, if you can't find one, just catch a plane or a bus or something or drive your car and come to Dallas and we'll lay hands on you here. And, and, and come here. Now listen to me closely. Don't miss a word of this. Listen to me closely. And come here and come and stay a few days and get in the services every night. Uh, the blind black man I prayed for two, three nights ago over here, I laid hands on him, and it looked like when I prayed for him, nothing happened. So I just went on, because laying on of hands is the doctrine of the church. And after I prayed for several more people, I looked around, and the Spirit of God was all over him. I went by and laid hands upon him again in Jesus' name uh, for a few seconds. And then I went on over here and prayed for some more people. And 10 or 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later or something, I passed by, and the young fellow that was with the black man says, uh, uh, the blind man says, uh, stop, pray for him again. Hey, lay your hands on him again. Now listen to me. Listen closely. All over the world, listen to me closely. They said, uh, come here, come here. Said, lay your hands on him again. Uh, uh, he's beginning to see light. He's standing there weeping, the Spirit of God all over him, blessing him, restoring him, working with him. And they told me, said, he's beginning to see light. And I came over on this side the same night, and the fellow was in the big stretcher, I mean, the big walker there. He says, his ears, his ears, his ears. And I went back and prayed for him. He says, back there, back there when you were teaching, I, 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 started, I started hearing. I can hear a lot better now than I did when I came in here. Right here where it's happening. Your church out there, you got to come there. You can't just go any place and get this. You have to come where the Lord is doing it. You have to come where the Lord is doing it. The Lord works with you with signs following. 
confirms the word with signs following. Jesus works with you confirming the word with signs following. I got another call today from the same evangelist. I got one yesterday about the prophecy. So the call in a satellite affiliate in uh, Manhattan, Kansas, said, uh, oh, while I've been teaching at nighttime, uh, it's got so now in his church that people are getting healed at night, especially while I'm teaching. The Spirit of God starts working in the church and people are getting healed. And called today, called me today, and said, uh, they're falling out on the floor. Just fell out. Well, you just might as well look for it. Because things like that will happen all the time. Uh, many of you people sitting out there, just, be, just because you're in this building, you, you, you'll be able to get up, and sometimes you won't even know it. Sometimes the Spirit of God will come upon you supernaturally, and you'll know that the Lord is healing you. But sometimes you're sitting out there, and all of a sudden, just all of a sudden, uh, you'll get up and start home. And, well, dear God, <laughs> my left hip has been sore for five months. Dear Jesus, it's all gone. I'm totally normal. I'm totally normal. Sure you're totally normal. It happened to you because you're sitting there. But you wouldn't have got that if you'd been home watching gun smoke. No, you wouldn't have. Remember, church, remember, people, you've got to go get them and bring them in. You have to go get them and bring them in. And if you can't find a satellite church, call here and we can tell you where one's at. But if you're not living close to one, bring them to Dallas and we'll lay hands on everybody you bring in here. We'll lay hands on everybody you bring. And we'll lay hands on them every night if you want to, see. Get in the atmosphere of God. Some people get to total healing the first night. Some people listen four or five or six nights and then they get it. Listen to me closely. Then some people, God will heal you a little bit tonight. Now be sure and listen. And he'll heal you a little bit tomorrow night. And the next night when you come in and you come down here freely with your thinking, you're not thinking it's all, not, all cluttered up, and you come down and you get, just because you're in the presence of God, you'll begin to feel more relief. Stay in the presence of God as much as you possibly can. And the Lord will just keep on healing you. It's healing power. The air is saturated in this church with the healing power of God and the delivering power of God. In, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Everybody say, Jesus is a healer. Jesus is a healer. Jesus is a healer. Jesus is my healer. This church believes in Jesus. This church believes in Jesus. This church believes that Jesus opens blind eyes. This church believes that Jesus makes cripples to walk. This church believes that deaf ears can come open. This church believes in mighty miracles. All the time. Being performed, being performed by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in, this church, in this church all the time, all the time. And, it's and it's not in Jesus' name. We believe it. Say North America. We believe it. Do you believe it? Well, we believe it. And we're proud of it. Makes me want to shout. Shout them. That's a big God forever. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you pray that God will put Bob under conviction to go to Israel and help me hold a healing crusade. <laughs> Blessed be God forever. I tell you, it's been, in, been embedded in me for several years since I've been there, but I never went back, but I'm going to go. I know God wants me to go. And I know the same healing power in my hands that flows in this country will flow into the Jewish bodies. Amen. And I don't want... Like I said, we're going to have some, but I want people that will go out and bring sick people into the crusade. And let us lay our hands upon them in Jesus' name. Just gently, sweetly have a healing crusade. And I know the Lord will bless and bless. Blessed be God forevermore. Now then, real quick like, blessed be the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you how all this came to pass. I started to tell you last night. One of the gifts of the Spirit, the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, is a gift of prophecy. But I didn't know that God had prophecy in mind for me. I didn't know God had a vision in mind for me. I didn't know that God was telling, going to have a word of wisdom for me and was going to tell me what was going to happen in the future concerning the world. But it must have been 15 years ago maybe 16, 17 years ago, when the college campuses of America was having riots on the campus. You remember that all around the country. Well, there's a black university in Washington, D.C. called Howard University. You know about that, John? They had been having riots there. The students would get all the chairs out of the dormitory, take them down and pile them at the front gate where nobody couldn't get in. And just take the campus over. Well, I was in Carbondale, Illinois one time at Southern Illinois University when there's 10,000 students just taking the town over. I was in Berkeley, California. Over 10,000 students would take the town over. They had to get, they had to get uh, the nice little guards come in, 500 of them, and circle the town with guns. And circle the town. But you can't stop 10,000 students from taking dope and having sex on top of cars. If you think you can stop 10,000 of them, I got news for you. You ought to try it sometime. Even 500 national guards can't stop 10,000 of them. So they had to circle them. They had to circle them and just let them do their own thing. And they usually do their own thing every Friday night and Saturday night. Just do their own thing. Howard University was doing their own thing. I didn't know what all they were doing, but one day the Spirit of the Lord wanted me to go to Washington, D.C. and go to Howard University. I'd never been there, been there before in my life. I caught a plane from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I went to Washington, D.C. I caught a cab at Washington, D.C. airport. I said, take me to Howard University at the administration building. I figured that's the best place to start. So a cab pulled up to the administration building. This is a black university in Washington, D.C. where they've been having rights. And I got my suitcase out of the car, out of the cab and the clothes bag, and walked to the administration building. I said, my name is Norval Hayes. I'm from Tennessee, and God has sent me here. <laughs> well, if God says go, you might as well just go. They looked at me and said, uh, yeah. 
well, let me go get the chaplain then. So they went and got the chaplain of the university. He came out. I said, my name is Norville Hayes. I'm from Cleveland, Tennessee, and God told me to come here. He looked at me and he says, I believe it. It's amazing when God tells you to do something, the people he's got prepared to receive you. He said, I'm going to get you a place to stay. I said, no, 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 no. I said, I'll, I'll get a motel room. He says, no, you're not going to get a motel room. He said, you can stay over here. You can stay over here. And he says, or I've got a, he said, I've got a Catholic parish and you can stay in. He's got six Catholic priests that live there by themselves. You can stay with them if you want to. I said, okay, I'll stay with them. I said, that ought to be a good experience. We go in, we go in, and this black chaplain took me in there, and we went up, he introduced me to the Catholic priest, and we went upstairs, and the Catholic priest said, this is your bed right here, and uh, you can sleep right here in this bed, Mr. Hayes. He says, we did have another priest here, but in this bed here, he died the other night. <laughs> I says, oh, he did? He says, yeah. I says, well, I'm going to sleep in that bed, and I'm not going to die in it. He said, oh, oh, Okay. I said, well, that's the way it is. I'm not going to die in it. You might have said, I'd have been afraid to sleep in it. Are you kidding? What are you afraid of? Spirit of death? You better not be afraid of it. It may get you. But to be afraid of nothing the devil has to offer. Nothing the devil has to offer you have to be afraid of. Would have made a difference to me if five Catholic priests had died and I said, put a clean sheet on it and I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Bless God forever. <laughs> and so, <laughs> they said, Pat Boone's going to speak here in two or three days. I said, oh, he is? He said, yeah, at a chapel service. He said, well, he's supposed to. We don't have it all clear yet. He said, he's supposed to speak here in two or three days. I said, well, I'll be here. I'm going to stay for about a week. God wanted me to come. Go speak at our chapel service. Well, something happened, and Pat couldn't come, and they called me up and asked me if I'd speak. I said, uh, well, if you want me to, and they said, well, we want you to. We talked it over, and the administration talked it over, and some of them has met you, and we think you ought to speak. I said, well, okay, I'll speak. So the chapel service, the chapel room, the chapel, the chapel room was just packed out and sent around the walls. Students and visitors. Me and two black pastors of the chapel service, chaplains were sitting on the stage. They invited a fellow to get up and sing a song. And I'm just sitting there, you know, just, I didn't know anything was unusual was going to happen to me. And the fellow got and began to sing a song. While he was singing the song, the Spirit of God came on me. And I began to receive a vision from God. And I received a vision from God. The beginning of the vision, I received a vision from God, and I saw the four winds of God. Did you ever read in the Old Testament where God has four winds? But well, it's in there. 
I saw a vision of the four winds way up in the sky coming out of the heavens, four winds of God coming out of heaven. But one of them was coming from heaven this way and one from that way and one from that way and one from that way. But I could see the four winds coming and they were coming toward each other. And I watched them in the vision. I'm sitting there weeping. And they came together and they hit head on, all four of them at one time. And when they hit head on, it became a great big whirlwind. And you can look down and see the earth. And the great big whirlwind was going, when all four winds joined together, uh, a great big whirlwind was going and going down to earth. And the word of the Lord coming to me saying, this is the way the revival is going to come to the earth. And I will show great things and I will use young people to play a great part in the revival. I will use young people to show them the things of heaven. And all this week, children has been seeing angels up here on the stage with golden hair. White angels with golden hair. All fourth and fifth grade, Spirit of God visited them so strong, they got on the floor of the whole class. The teacher left and come back, and they were all on the floor praying to God. The Spirit of God come in and hurried over the school. And young people's been seeing visions. The 14-year-old boy four or five nights ago that even gave them... Uh, uh, he even gave a testimony about a vision that he's seen, about a light coming down. And they've been seeing lights appear on the stage and lights following me wherever I was teaching, lights following me. And in that vision that came down, I saw the four winds of God coming some, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago in Washington, D.C. The Lord said, this is the way the revival is going to come to the earth, son. I could feel, why was he showing it to me for? I didn't know I was going to have a part in it. Why did he show me those children in heaven 18 years ago and let me go through little rooms where little teeny children just died young, uh, where they live at? Uh, and then 14 years later, call me to have a children's home and call me to help little children. And that's the reason I got a children's home, I guess. It's amazing how God can show you something and then 10, 12, 15 years later, it begins to come to pass and he uh, wants you to work in it. Why did God use me in Jerusalem that time to, to give me a vision in Jerusalem and to talk to me supernaturally about exactly what to speak on and, and how to speak on faith and healing and, and how the crooked man's leg just whoop, it went out and 150 Jewish people and Gentiles rushed to me and I get off the touring bus and they say, pray, you, 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 pull my coat, pull my coat, pray, pray, you, 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 and bring their sick relatives and their crippled relatives and deformed relatives, pray, pray, about the little hats, you know. So hungry for freedom. When God embeds something like that in your spirit, you can never get away from it. I don't care if it's little children. I don't care if it's Jerusalem. I don't care if it's a vision about a revival coming to the earth. When God shows it to you, it's fresh and new to you all the time. All the time when God shows it to you. And all this week, I've been sitting here with, my, with the Holy Ghost just bubbling on the inside of me. Bubbling on the inside of me. 
candy can just start singing a song and the Holy Ghost starts bubbling on the inside of me every night, just bubbling and starts anointing me every night, every night, every night. God sent that girl to this meeting. Some people may have it for another meeting, you know. I don't know about that. But Candy has got it for this meeting. She's got it. And when you got it, you got it. You know the old saying, when you got it, you got it. Well, she has. And the Spirit of God will start rising up in me and rising up in me and rising up in me. And it's amazing how God should use little children all week long. She used little children all week long to see the visions and see this and see this. And, and the Lord said to me, sitting on the stage, with two black pastors, uh, chaplains there, and, and, and a black university out there, and, and the Lord says, What you see, son, get up and prophesy it out. That's one way prophecy comes to you. Prophecies don't come to you all the time, just a word or two, and that's all you get. Now, it comes to you a lot of times like that, but that's not the only way. Sometimes God will show you something, and he'll say, Prophesy what you see, son. He told me, he said, when you get up there, prophesy what you see. Prophesy what you see. And I prophesied it out to Howard University. What I saw about the revival coming to the earth and about the four winds of God. And it was so anointed that whole university began to shout and shout. And the next morning, I was sitting over in the cafeteria at Howard University by myself, eating. And uh, one of the fellows came from the university and said, God has sent you here, Mr. Hayes. We talked it over in the administration building. God has sent you here. And since that prophecy that you gave out yesterday about what God wanted to do for people, he says the university this morning had a special meeting since that prophecy, that prophecy you gave out in the chapel service so moved this administration that they had a meeting this morning and they decided to give some Christian boys on campus thousands of dollars to have witnessing teams to try to get this university saved. That said, be God forever. Well, I hope that God will be as much sense as Howard University had. And if you'll keep bringing them in all week long, this week and next week or however long it goes on, just keep on and on and on. I don't care what God tells you to do. Man, if God tells you to do something, do it. If God wants you to do something, do it. That's what it's all about, doing, obeying God. Obeying God. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Because unless you obey the New Testament, listen to me, world, unless you obey the New Testament, you have to sacrifice it. It don't work for you. All of it. You have to sacrifice it. It don't work for you. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So in your own natural mind, give up and just go with God. Just give up and obey God in Jesus' name. Tomorrow night, I'll finish about what I started about the gross. <laughs> but right now, the Lord let me know. He won't minister to you, though. Uh, listen to me closely. I cursed those things like Jesus told me to, and they died and disappeared. But from the time I walked in the room until they disappeared, there's a, some teaching there that you need to hear so you'll find out why the manifestation came into existence. The manifestation didn't come supernatural until about 40 days. When it came, it came whoosh, and wiped all the gross off of her and put new skin up on her. 
my own, right in my own house. But I cursed those things in Jesus' name and prayed for her. And the Lord told me, he said, if you'll do it, if you won't put up with diseases, son, if you won't put up with gross in your own house, don't put up. God said to me, what are you putting up with those for? How long are you going to put up with that stuff in your house? You're the head of your house. Curse it in my name. Tell it to die, and it will die and disappear. All of you right now, every one of you in the churches around North America, Canada, Mexico, anywhere else in this congregation. Now listen to me closely. Don't come down here right now unless you have this. If you have a growth on your body that you're sick and tired of, now if you like it, don't come because it won't leave. <laughs> if you have a growth on your body that you're sick and tired of, get up out of your seat and run down here right now and stand right here. No line, just get all around the front. Run from everywhere. If you have a growth in your body back out there in any of those churches, get up out of your seat and run to the front. Go to the front, Pastor. Get behind your pulpit. Get behind your pulpit, Pastor. No, no, no. Hey, sir, usher. No, no, no. Let them come. All, oh, I want them all in the altar. All in the altar. All down here now. Yeah, all of them. Now, I want you ushers to listen to what I'm saying to you when I give an invitation. I want you all down here close to me, not in a line for this. Just as close as you can get in Jesus' name. I'm going to curse those dumb growths in Jesus' name. The roots of them, blessed be God forever. And let God's miracle work and power work with you. And knock the things off. God can melt lumps in you. You remember that testimony Bob read tonight about she'd had lumps in those things in her breast all these years? And last night, all of the lumps disappeared in her breast. All of the lumps disappeared in her breast. Well, blessed be God forever that disappear in yours too. Because it's a gift, my brother and sister. The gift of working in miracles, it's a gift to the church. It's a gift to the church. But you, you need to claim gifts by faith. By faith. Everywhere the church is all around, they're still coming here in Dallas. So come on, come on. Come as quick as you can. The churches around the country and around the world, if you have any kind of gross on you, get up out of your seat and go down front right now. Just stand there right in front of the screen. Let the pastor go behind the pulpit, if you will, or whoever's going to pray for the people, go behind the pulpit in Jesus' name, and we're going to pray together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Narva, they were so bad that she had to wear a bra 24 hours a day. There was, there was problems because of the cancer, and, but she didn't even know when she got it. She just, it just happened. She just woke up the next day and, and, and got it removed, that growth. Just right over there, just a few days ago, a big one, about the size of a grapefruit. It just went... And just went down in the woman's side. I tell you, Norma, you're, it's right on. There's yes, an anointing here tonight. These things got to go in the name of Jesus. That's right, they will go. All right, now listen to me closely. I want all the churches now, and I want all the people, the thousands of people standing in the altars and these, all these churches around the different parts of the world, I want you to listen to me closely. I can't make God do things. You can't make God do anything. And don't ever try to judge God in his miracle working power of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Don't ever try to judge him for what you receive right now. Oh, well, I didn't get it. Yes, you did get it. That's a lie from hell. I know you did get it. Faith is not seen. Get that in your mind. Get that in your spirit once and for all. Faith is not seen, and you please God by faith. Faith is not seen, and you please God by faith. Quickly, come on the stage, honey. You. Why? Because the Holy Ghost said to. 
He's already healing her. Just stand right there, sweetheart. Stand right there and look right out this way. You can watch the Holy Ghost heal yourself if you want to. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus forever. And thank God. Yes, the moment I, when I get through praying for you, I want you to go home thanking God. You can get up in the morning with it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can watch the Lord heal her. Sometimes God just picks somebody out of the congregation like that that he wants to heal in front of thousands of people just to show his healing power because he loves you. God loves you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's right. The Holy Ghost will heal her. He's healing her now. In Jesus' name. Now you, you, all over the, all over the country, stretch your hand up to the screen. Put your hand up to the screen. Now, Pastor, I, I want you to follow me, Pastor. And I want all of you people standing in front of the screen, I want you to follow me. Follow me. I want you to follow me. I want you to say it after me, but I want you to believe it. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I come to this altar because I believe that Jesus is a miracle worker. It's one of the gifts of the Spirit. Working of miracles is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's free for the church. Jesus I belong to your church. I belong to your church. I'm sick and tired of all these ghosts. I'm sick and tired of all these ghosts. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I curse the roots. I curse the roots of every growth. Of every growth that's on my body. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I command. I command the roots of every growth. To die. To die. To die. to die and the growth, and the growth to, disappear, to disappear dissolve get off of my body cease being on my body in Jesus name I'm a child of God I belong to God the devil is a liar every growth on me is a liar has been, been cursed in Jesus name, in Jesus name. They, can't live on me they can't live on me because I say they can't, I say they can't. In, Jesus in Jesus name all gross have to disappear they have no choice I'm not giving them any choice gross I command you go from me my body is free belongs to God. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I belong to God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. No gross can live on my body. They must die, dissolve, and disappear. In Jesus' name. Say, Jesus, I know I can only please you. Lord, thank you, Lord. By, faith. by faith right now, right now. I, confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth because I believe in my heart that my body is free from all cancer, all tumor, all breaking out, all rash, all growth, all growth 
healed. I'm so happy to be healed. It makes me want to shout. I believe I will. Thank you, Lord, for healing my little sister. Thank you, Lord, for healing my little sister. Little sister, how's it feel to be healed? Oh, so good. <laughs> That's right. It's so good. It feels so good. It feels so good. It feels so good. You say, well, I haven't felt anything. Well, shout again. Let's praise him again. you know you got to get up in the morning you know you got to come to church you ladies got to fix some food for your family Monday morning you got to go to work you got to go back to everyday life don't lose your faith God's faith gets the same result and manifestation from heaven in your car on the way to work as it does in church. If you'll thank him and praise him, be steadfast, be unmovable. Let your faith be unmovable in Jesus' name. And just boldly believe God by faith. Now then, Monday morning when you get up and you're alone, or maybe on the way to work, you're not feeling the Spirit of God very much. But let's just be steadfast now and please God. Raise your hands. And begin to thank the Lord for healing you. Out loud. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Out loud. All over the country. Thank the Lord for healing you. Thank the Lord for healing you. I said, thank the Lord for healing you. I said, thank the Lord for healing you. I said, thank the Lord for healing you. 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 The Lord for healing you. Thank you, Lord, for healing you. Brother Norville. You know, as you were praying for the people that had these growths, I sensed someone had had a growth 
and that it was causing them not to be able to swallow or drink correctly. Is, is that someone here? Is it someone viewing? Who is in? Your father? Okay. Where is he? Is he inside one of these satellite churches? You'd had something you couldn't swallow. Was it causing you, keeping you from swallowing? Huh? Is there a noticeable difference? Is something happening to you right now? Okay, Amen. I want to get this cup of water right here. Did you have a hard time? Would you, would you have had a hard time drinking water? What would happen when you would normally drink it? You'd have to drink through a straw? Drink you it then you face. couldn't drink through a cup. God, oh, Jesus. I ask you to let this be miracle water. That's right. God, you see this woman? God, you spoke to my heart as Narvel's praying for those growths. Thank you, Lord, for this. God, I believe this miracle water as she drinks this. God, I believe it's going to go down. And it's going to be healing water. Thank you, Lord. Brother Narvel, I agree, is touching this thing. This day forth, that thing that growth's cursed on her. And God, she's going to start drinking in the name of Jesus. Here you go, sister. Now take a Holy Ghost drink. 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 She's drinking it out of the cup. Give me another cup. Would you have been able to have done that? No, because I could not hold my head back to do that. You couldn't have, well now you're holding your head back? Give me another cup of water. Here. I tell you this is this is great. We got it, John. It, well, I want you to drink some more anyway, okay? Two major operations less than a year. Couldn't have been able to did, would you have known would she have been able to do that, sir? Your husband? Yes. Where are y'all from? Vigo County, Indiana. Did you fly down tonight for this or what? Down. Drove down just to be here. Indiana. It's worth the drive, wasn't it? Bob, let me, let, let me say something while you're still on the screen. Now, remember what I've been telling you for the last four or five nights? If you can't find a place where you at, drive to Dallas. Hallelujah. Now, right here's a man that his wife could not swallow, drink water, out of a glass and he drove from Indiana down here and brought her to this meeting and tonight tonight she drank a whole glass of water all of it and gonna get ready now to drink another one you know what I'm telling you if you can't find a place come to Dallas I'm telling you bring them here the Holy Ghost also normally listen to this it's I'm gonna tell you what God spoke in my heart it's not only it's the Lord when Valerie was frozen the spirit for over 30 minutes thank you Jesus and Valerie came and shared with us everything the Lord had said. It's not only for the sick and the afflicted. It's not just for miracles. That outpouring at Azusa Street was not just miracles, but uh, it, God said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And only one part of it was healing the sick. The other part was speaking with new tongues, getting casting saved. out devils, getting saved. Getting saved. Now, now here's Lord, what else I believe. Jesus. This pastor, when I, when I began to talk to these pastors, I felt anointing to this pastor. And that's what happened when I got over that other pastor. What I believe is that God literally wants us to, in one of these services to have an anointing service for ministers. I believe God, Norval, I believe this with all my heart. God wants ministers to come in here.
If the pastors, if you can drive in for a day or two, or you people buy them a, an airline ticket, I believe God wants all kinds of ministers, not just affiliate pastors, like this couple over here. Y'all, This couple over here, y'all are from California. Where's that couple from California? Yeah. Y'all are not affiliate pastors, are you? They're going to be. Somebody told them in San Diego about this thing. L.A. L.A. San Diego, L.A. L.A. And they came in here because God sent them here. And I believe this anointing, this is not, it's bigger than the satellite network. You see? But that's what God wants to use because we have a network where we can talk to ministers all over America. And Norval, I believe one night, if, if God cares, it just depends on, frankly, what y'all do tomorrow night. I mean, y'all are going to have to be with it or God will move on. You know, God will move on a group of people. And if they don't yield to what he's asking them to do or, or what have you, he'll move on to somebody else. Do y'all know that? And God mo has moved across this body of believers in these churches. And if, and if we'll obey God, he'll stay here. He'll camp here. This won't leave. Here and those churches... He'll camp here. That's what I saw in my spirit. Norval, God will camp here. I mean, he'll just set up his tabernacle here. So, Norval, I believe that God's going to bring ministers in. I believe we're going to lay hands on the ministers. I'll tell you what else we're thinking about doing. We're thinking about having some uh, uh, a service... Not but taught by you and I, but by a hot teacher on helping people prepare themselves for the evening services for their miracles. In other words, an afternoon faith clinic or something. Oh, to, to where they can come in the afternoon and, I mean, get fired in and read them healing scriptures and minister to them, do everything that they can do to get them ready to come into this service at night. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. See, there are people, you've you got to get them ready. And for to come into the night services, we can do the same thing by satellite. See, we can have an afternoon yes. service. Here I am talking about next week. Well, I'm not going to do nothing until you prove it tomorrow night without missing church in the morning. But anyway, I believe God wants us to have a double portion. I'll tell you, the Holy Ghost will get me in trouble. How many of you would like to be anointed yourself? Normal, I believe one night, I don't know how this can happen Sunday night, but I believe one night God wants us to anoint every believer with the same anointing that's flowing through you. Normal, y'all want that? You know what else I believe? Normal, I want to release this anointing in me. I heard what you said about me a while ago. I want to release this anointing for backs. That's anointing to straighten camel's backs. I want, I want to release that anointing into, into God's people and ministers. You know, that's scriptural, to release the gifts of the Holy Ghost into the believers. Amen. You know, by the laying on the hands of the presbytery. So I believe across America there's going to be the releasing of the gifts. I believe that there's going to be the laying on of hands for a double portion of God's ministers and God's people. I just believe there's going to be all kinds of things come out of it. But just like this sister right here that, that, that drove all the way down. See? God, Jesus saw her faith. Amen. I saw that glass of water. That, you're another one. Where did you come from? What's wrong with you? I have a real nervous problem. I didn't come down when you called for the growth. And I'm just so nervous all over. I can't hardly sleep or anything. You can't. Well, the Bible's that's the promise. See, you build your life on the promises. Your, sweet will, your sleep will be sweet. 
Sister, raise your hands right there. Now let the power of God flow in through your hands through Norval and I. Jesus' name. Now just swallow it. I'm going to get her some miracle water too. Let's make her drink this miracle water. I tell you, Norval, just lay hands on that. Let's make her drink this too. We agree, Lord, that she drinks this. The miracle water will go right down through and every nerve cell in her body be quiet and rest in Jesus' name. Lord, as this passes through her system, as this fluid passes through her system, Lord, just like you work special miracles by the hands of Paul and you cause the anointing to get in the cloth, Lord, we believe the anointing can flow into this water. Lord, put this oil in, Holy Ghost oil in this water and when it goes through her system, Lord, let, just let it be a wonder. Let it be a miracle. Now drink that. Drink, drink all it. of it. Drink it. Drink it. Hold it. Hold on to it. Drink it. Drink it a minute. Now I want this other sister to finish this glass of water here. In Jesus' name. I tell you, just drink it up and enjoy it. Go have some Texas iced tea tonight. There she goes. Let's praise God. She's drinking another cup of water. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Receive it from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. There it is, sister. There it is. Take it. In Jesus' name. All gone? All gone. Let's give the Lord another praise, God, would you? He's here tonight. Jesus is moving. Jesus is moving. Hallelujah. Don't you understand what this is? God's trying to set up camp here. God wants to live here. God wants to move here. God wants to heal here. God wants to save. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Does anybody else know? Normal, somebody, somebody else got a bad throat? They couldn't swallow. God's I know they couldn't swallow. Not a sore throat, but I mean somebody had a hard time swallowing. You couldn't drink or eat right. You had a hard time swallowing? Huh? What? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's happened now? Acid has come up from my stomach. It's a stomach thing into my throat and ears and neck and cause a hard time swallowing. So before you came stuff. tonight, you had a hard time swallowing. Now, when you say you had a hard time swallowing, what do you mean? Two months. Just it's real swollen up. Does it hurt or it's swollen up or is it it's hard for you to swallow anything at all? I can't swallow, but it just it hurts. Yeah. Where are you from? Dallas. You go to Word of Faith? Mm -hmm. Be here in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> Narvel? Yes. They curse that thing. Go ahead. Come here, sir. Stand up here. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I curse this excess acid. I command you die. Go back down into her stomach in Jesus' name. Stay out of her throat in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for your miracle working power and your healing power flowing in her in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, be free in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. She got it. Now she's really going to get it. Now have some Texas water. Drink it. There she goes. There she goes. It's cold. It's like our baptistry. Now, is there a noticeable difference? Yes. What kind of a noticeable difference? She is healed. Swelling's going down. And you can swallow okay? When you say mm -hmm. you're healed, you're healed. 
folks. Oh, you need to pray for that back. Carla needs to pray for some backs. Oh, yeah. She drove all the way from Kansas. Just stay right What's wrong with your throat, sir? You want to bring it up here? I tell you, this sister drove all the way in. How far did she drive in from? Kansas. I tell you, when people, whereabouts, sir, ma'am? I tell you, when people drive like this, I tell you, Narvel, God just heals them. That's right. God just heals them. Come on, boy, stand behind her. In Jesus' name. Think God's already healing her. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your miracle-working power going into her back. In Jesus' name, I command her back to straighten out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be normal in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your power, your miracle-working power flowing through her back in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord, for doing it for her in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Bob said, what you couldn't do before, do it now. They predicted you'd be in a wheelchair when? Three of them predicted since August of 82 I was supposed to be, but I wouldn't give in to them, and I ain't going to. <laughs> Jesus said, if you can just believe, only believe. Now, now, how did you? Oh, <laughs> we caught one, folks. I didn't go late tonight. I just kept putting it off. <laughs> She's one of them folks that, at home that watches us on her satellite dish and got caught by the Holy Ghost, and God picked her up and brought her to Dallas. I've been keeping up with you on a satellite somewhere in churches up until last August. Ever since November of 82, I started watching you on satellite, and I've been keeping up with you ever since. Bless your heart. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, now she can keep a close look for me. And God's healed you? Yes. Okay. Let's praise the Lord. I'll tell you, he's here tonight. It's Jesus. Praise the Lord. Oh, but you did real good on that back. If I did so good, give me another one. <laughs> Okay, let's, who's got a brace on? Who's got a back brace on? Let's get a real good one, goofed up back. Who's got a back brace on? I tell you what, if nobody's got one on, how are we going to hang them all over the wall? Bad throat or bad back? Who's got a bad back? That's what God's doing tonight. Bad throats or bad backs? Oh, yes. He'll heal anything. You got a bad back, brother? Here comes a good one. Okay, get this brother right here in the green shirt. This man, that's okay. What's wrong with your back, sir? can't lean over past me. I can only lean over to my knees. Where are you from? Roswell, New Mexico. 
drive in for this meeting? I came in from Tyler. I'm in the process of moving them to Tyler. I came up to Norval, here's your good one. Yes. You got a brace on? Yes, no, Thank you, Lord, for your miracle-working power going through his back in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your miracle-working power going through Thank his you, Lord, back in Jesus' name. Back. Thank you, Lord, for your miracle-working power there it is. going through there his it back is. in there Jesus' is. name and restoring his back to normal in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's the way it is. Now then, what you couldn't do before, do it. Go on down. In Jesus' name. That's all right. Keep moving around. That's all right. Then back up again. Say, in Jesus' name, I am healed. In Jesus' name, I am healed. That's right. But do it again. Just keep on doing it. Every time you'll go a little bit lower. In Jesus' name, I am healed. Jesus now raise up. Now raise up and stand there and take a deep breath. Now set strong. In Jesus' name, I am healed. That's right. Well, do it some more. Do it. Now see if you keep on doing it and you do it long enough, it'll just come. It'll just come, that's all. If you don't oh, get it one day, thank you, Lord, the next day. We lay our hands. And the next day. Every place the sole of our feet shall tread on here. In Jesus' name. Every place Jesus the name. sole of our feet shall tread. In Jesus' name. It's healed. I now give it again. Do it again. Jesus. Do it again. One for the Father. Now straighten up. Now one for the Son. Now one for the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Okay. Now move around. What kind of difference can you tell? Any? A whole lot? A dab? What? It's somewhat. Uh -huh. Well, I just believe you got it and you're getting to amend from this moment. Okay. What you couldn't do before, do it. In Jesus okay, Narvel. Some of them are healed, some are miracles. Now here's a sister right here. Tell us what's your name, where you're from, what's wrong with you? My name is Paula Gard. I'm from Garland. I have arthritis in my spine. And uh, what kind of discomfort do you have? Pain all the time. Are you in pain now? Yes. Where do you go to church? I go to uh, Church on the Rock. Great. You ready? Sister, just when I touched you, I felt like an oil, a honey, is going in there right now and melting, 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 melting. Oh, ha, 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 melting, 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 melting all that arthritis away. All that, all the way up, all the way up, all the way up, all. Hey, come out in Jesus' name. Now she's on the Holy Ghost operating table. When she gets up, she'll be a new person. Okay, Narvel. Here's something wrong with you. Okay, Narvel. Cast these devils out of these backs. Is Mar uh, Narvel's mic's not on? Put the batteries in. Hold the mic over. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now that I got new batteries, praise <laughs> God forever. Thank you, Lord. Stretch your hand out here at church. Do you believe it too? Yes. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All pain in Jesus' name. Come out of his back in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for your miracle-working power flowing up and down his back in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord, for your miracle-working power flowing up and down his back in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your miracle-working power flowing up and down his back in 